You are listening to episode 17 of the Gracefield CEO podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Dalberry, and I'm so glad you are joining me today. So today we're talking about taking time off in your business. I have my friend Madison Brown joining us today to talk about what are the three must-haves for being able to financially plan for taking time off of your business. This could be anything. This could be vacations. This could be a sabbatical. And we talk specifically about maternity leave. I know it's hard because as entrepreneurs, we don't get paid time off. So we have to plan extra hard and be extra diligent in making sure that we have all of the plans in place to move forward with taking time off. Y'all, it feels like a mountain to climb, but Madison makes it sound easy. And I know that with her guidance and her help, we can put together a plan to make this happen for ourselves. So grab your favorite drink and listen in. Welcome to the Gracefield CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Dalberry, an online business manager for creatives who are scaling their business while focusing on what matters to them. I'm so excited to bring an honest and energizing take on being a CEO while you raise your family. In case no one has told you recently, it's possible to rock at both. Every episode will include actionable steps that will encourage and empower you to build a business that supports your family and that thrives through systems, strategy, and most importantly, heart. Join me on this journey to becoming a grace-filled CEO. Hey friends, I am here with my friend Madison Brown from Madison Dearly Bookkeeping. Madison Dearly is a bookkeeping agency for brand and web designers. She is a load of fun and you will feel like you have just met your best friend slash bookkeeper. So Madison, welcome. Hi, thank you. So Madison, I introduced you a little bit and told everybody what you did, but tell me a little bit more about your business and who you help. Sure. So we all need a bookkeeper in our lives or we need to be doing our own bookkeeping for our businesses. So we just take those monthly bookkeeping responsibilities off the plates of branded website designers, of creative online business owners, educators, photographers, but we love our branded website designers. We feel like we serve them well. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Um, I have two little kids. They are almost four and almost two. So we have our hands full. We live in Carver, Minnesota, where it is quite cold. We just moved up here from Texas. But we love it. We are just kind of building and shaping our lives to the things that we really value. And yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm super happy to have you. This episode is coming right after the episode with you, me, and Lane. So everyone got to, got to meet you in that way with Lane. And now we get to hear a little bit more about what you do and how you can help us uh, prepare for taking time off in our business. I feel like this topic is really important because I know you believe this as long as well as I do about we, even though we run a business, we need to be able to take time off or to take a step back when our personal life either demands it or when we want to. So being able to talk about three must-haves for doing this, I think is going to be really powerful for this audience. Yes, I totally agree. And I feel like I have seen so many clients over my time in business who have successfully prepared for time off, whether that is two weeks, 30 days, three months, six months, if you really wanted to, 
But time off is so necessary because in entrepreneurship, we don't really get that set PTO time. So it's being a little bit more intentional and a little bit more resourceful to create a plan to take that time off instead of it just being handed to you with paid time off. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. I feel like we have this like mentality that we can't take time off because we could be a solopreneur or, you know, we have a team to support or something like that. And there, it always feels like it's urgent and important for us to be on all the time. I love that you said taking six months off because that sounds terrifying, but also liberating in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's important to talk about those things. It, it's not necessarily the amount of time. It's how you prepare for it. Yes, absolutely. And it's totally doable too. I think it does sound terrifying because it it's like, well, where's my money going to come from? Or how is this going to operate without me in it? But it's building that sustainable business, having enough cash flow in your business to be able to take that time off. Okay. So what kinds of things do you see people take time off for in their business? Like like we have talked before about the obvious things, right? Like maybe it's maternity leave, maybe it's a vacation, but like what are what are some other things that you've seen people kind of take a step back for? I mean, I think those are two of the really biggest ones. Maternity leave, I feel like I've walked three different clients just this year to create financial plans for their maternity leave. But taking vacation is a really big deal, even if that's one week, two weeks, or you just want to take time away from your computer. But one really interesting thing that I saw a client do last year was taking a sabbatical. And it really just was time away from her computer, time away to recharge, plug into the hobbies that she wanted to have, just things that were fun in her life. And it was kind of just taking time off to really just have fun, reconnect with herself and recharge. And my goodness, she came back a more whole, relaxed version of herself, which honestly just ended up increasing sales this year in 2022. I think the most valuable thing in even just hearing that is that it's possible. That to me is the the fact that you had you've walked three people through maternity leave. That tells me it's possible to have a baby and still sustain your business through that time. Or it's possible that if you feel the need to take a break from what you've been building, it's possible to take that time off. And I think as women business owners, we need to hear that. We need to hear that other people are doing the same thing because. I feel like it, it at least encourages me to say like, okay, what do I need in this moment? Do I need a week off? Do I need a couple of days off? Just this past weekend, I worked super hard last week. We had a scare with our oldest son, like a medical scare, and it was just really, really taxing. And I knew that on Friday, I had to shut it all down. And this is a small scale compared to what we're talking about today. But Mm -hmm. even just the knowledge of being able to check in with yourself and say, okay, what do I need right now? I know that I need the weekend for no social media. I need to not check my email. I need to completely detach and be focused on my my people, right? The people under my roof and the Lord. (laughs) Like we've just got to cut everything else out. And it's so empowering to be to feel like you can check in with yourself and say, okay, this is what I need. Yes. Oh my gosh. Amen and amen. And I think it's so much more too, because really I only see the bookkeeping and the financial side of things, which I say only, that's a huge part of it. But it's also operationally too, which you see a lot of. 
of making sure that every task, every responsibility that needs to happen while the business owner is having that time off is still getting completed, is still um, moving the business forward, or at least not letting it fall behind. Yes, absolutely. I have a client right now who actually, it's probably a client we have in common. Yeah. Um, I am preparing on the operational side how to manage the team and the operations during the maternity leave. And so the next episode coming out is going to talk about how I outlined that for her specifically operationally. So I'm excited to pair it with what you're telling us about the finances. So let's get into the good stuff. Like, Tell me what kinds of things do people like need to take off this time in their business? Yes. So these are honestly going to be the three must-haves. Um, and I just kind of, I know y'all can't see me, but I'm like rubbing my hands together. I'm like, this is going to be good. <laughs> so the three things that we need to really prepare ourselves for time off are bookkeeping. Obviously, you know, I'm going to say that. Projections, the things that are going to happen in the future from now until you take your time off. And then those two together create a plan with a couple of other calculations in there too. So when we're talking about our bookkeeping, that's really what has happened historically in our business. So over the past year, over the past six months, how much revenue has your business brought in? Uh, what types of expenses are you paying on a monthly basis in your business? What type of profit are we looking at, which is that bottom line number, revenue minus expenses? So because we know that historical data, we can pair that with projections to come up with a plan. So when we have our bookkeeping in place, we know how much we usually make in profit, that bottom line number after expenses. When we're looking at our projections, we're looking for things like, do I have contracts coming up over the next couple of months where I know that money is going to be coming in? They are contractually obligated to pay me. Uh, do I have expenses where I know I'm not going to cancel them because I'm using those things in my everyday business? That could be Loom, Adobe, Planoly, Calendly, all of those software subscriptions or even team members where you know you're not about to cut back on that expense. It's still going to be something that's projected into the future. And together, your bookkeeping, what's happened historically, and your projections, what happens in the future is going to give you a plan to take your time off. So when you're looking at those two things together, you're saying, what do I know that I'm going to bring in in the future? Pairing that with traditionally what I'm used to paying as far as expenses are used to bringing in, that is going to help us at least say, what do we need to cover in the business? The plan is really kind of expanding on that even more, where it's saying, how much do you want to pay yourself when you have that time off? Do you have any other expenses? Are you actually going to be paying for airfare in a hotel because you're going on vacation? If you're going to be having a baby, do you want to hire a doula or pay for a chiropractor or have any other kind of baby-related expenses that you need to involve in that plan? So those are really the three things that we need to have in place to prepare for a maternity leave. It's looking at historical data, analyzing what is going to happen in the future, and then coming up with a really good number for a savings goal that really kind of finalizes a plan. Okay. So I'm like, my brain is like churning and I have like questions. So for bookkeeping, like let's just assume that the person who's listening to this has a bookkeeper. What kind of things do they need to ask their bookkeeper for to do this, to marry with the projections and develop the plan? Yes. 
Well, if you have a bookkeeper that is sending you reports on a monthly basis, then you probably don't need to ask for anything in addition to that. Um, But if you're getting those reports from your bookkeeper or if you're doing your own bookkeeping, go ahead and run that profit and loss report. We're really looking at what are the total expenses, what historically, again, bookkeeping is historical. Historically, what is the revenue that we brought in whether that's over the past 12 months or the past six months, but we just kind of want to see a good picture of what the business usually looks like. So we can take that picture and help translate it into a plan for what to do moving forward. So you really shouldn't have to ask for anything different from your bookkeeper other than those reports. I, however, when I'm working with my clients, I like to go a little bit deeper. I like to go above and beyond. That's the Enneagram type two in me, but I love to sit down with my clients. And when we're looking at that profit and loss report, we're really analyzing that bottom line number. Again, that profit is revenue minus expenses is that profit. We're looking at what is the lowest profit that you've ever had over the past 12 months? What is the average profit that you've had over the past 12 months? And when we're looking at that, we know that some of that is going to go to taxes. Some of that is going to go to paying yourself. But the rest of it, a good chunk of it, hopefully, is what we can kind of assume can be your savings. You can kind of tuck that away into savings each month to get you to your goal for your time off. Okay. So you had said that some, if your bookkeeper is already working with this person who's listening to this and and they're giving them monthly reports, they don't really have to ask for anything new. But if it's someone who doesn't have a bookkeeper and is doing their own bookkeeping, they just need to take those simple numbers of the revenue minus expenses and having a profit, and that can help you project and plan. Am I understanding that right? Yes, you are. Yes. (laughs) I listened. Yay. (laughs) Okay. So as we're putting together this plan, what do you feel like our plan needs to outline? Yes. So we need to have a total savings goal. So let's just talk as if, you know, for purpose of an example, as if someone's taking a maternity leave and we want to have that total savings goal. We need to know how much are you going to be paying in expenses over the time that you're going to be taking off, whether that's team members who are going to help keep the ship afloat while you take your time off, software subscriptions where you're not really going to be stopping using those, whether your team members are going to use them or you're, you don't really want to like cancel them and have to resubscribe. So we're taking into account all the things that you're going to be paying while you're out on maternity leave. But then also how much do you want to pay yourself? And that's a huge thing to be able to dictate is I want to pay myself $3,000 a month or 4000 or whatever that number might be. That's going to get baked into your total savings goal. Also take into account to things like your partner or your spouse who might be able to contribute a portion of their paycheck, as well as like family contributions. If your mom gives you like, here's $500 for like baby things. So you can kind of add, you know, reduce your savings goal because you're taking that into account. But that is really, um, you're creating a total savings goal with all of your business projected things that you need to cover, as well as anything else that you want to add to that savings goal, and then taking, reducing it by any other contributions. And then from there, we really get a good picture of what's that total savings goal, but can we break it down by the amount of months that you have? Again, going back to that maternity leave example, if you know that you still have five months or, you know, give or take, babies come whenever they want to, still have five-ish months until the baby is here, 
take that total savings goal and divide it by five. And then here's where the strategy kind of comes in. When you're looking at that divide by five number, kind of that monthly savings goal number, that's really where we need to talk about profitability. And this is what our shared client has done very well to prepare for her maternity leave is increasing her profitability, whether that is increasing revenue, bringing in more clients or more sales, more customers, or decreasing expenses. So kind of cutting back, trimming the fat, as some people like to say, of where can I decrease expenses of things that I really don't need right now in my business to increase that profitability to plan to be able to meet this savings goal over time. Yeah, I love that. So I I know you work with a lot of people who work on project basis, like they work with clients in project type increments. But I mean, do you ever talk to people about like a potentially building a passive income resource to help bring in more income during this time? As far as strategy goes for that, is there a way, do you have any recommendations of things that people could do to bring in more money to help compensate for them maybe not being able to bring in as many projects? Absolutely. I think generally a lot of online business owners go to that passive income to kind of supplement their normal income while they're taking time off. So if there's time, obviously when you're pregnant, you don't always want to think about like building a funnel and mapping out emails. But if there's time and space and you have that capacity to be a little creative to come up with that passive income and execute that idea, that's a great way to still bring income when you're not even in your business. You haven't even opened your computer. You can still bring in that income. As far as those one-to-one, when you have um, one-to-one clients, I think the best thing to do is to, as much as you can, again, if, if you're pregnant and you don't feel like doing extra projects, we all get it. But doing as many projects as you can before the baby is born, kind of expanding your calendar as much as possible to help get that cash flow up. We want to see more cash in the bank to be able to meet your savings goals. In addition, I mean, it's not just, obviously we're talking about passive income, we're talking about one-to-one clients, but in addition to increasing your revenue, it's consistently looking at your books to say, where can I cut back expenses? Ooh, I like that. That's not something we necessarily, that's not something about that my mind automatically goes to either. Because if it were me needing to take time off or needing to plan a maternity leave, I would think that I would just need to make more money <laughs> to keep mm-hmm. everything going as usual. But there's a lot of other strategic ways that you can cut costs or Maybe you even like, I know, you know, I, I pay for like a Canva membership or things right. like that. Like you may not need that during that time, or you may be able to downgrade certain things or cut someone's hours or pull back hours or whatever you need to do to yeah. cut those expenses. I mean, there's just a lot of other ways to do that. And I guess cutting expenses is not the first thing that comes to my mind. So I think that that's really cool to point that out, to evaluate the revenue and expenses and look at how you can modify either of those to support this time off. Absolutely. And it's so beautiful (laughs) calling bookkeeping beautiful. That's like so my middle name, but it's it's so beautiful to see when you increase your revenue and decrease your expenses and your profitability just becomes so expanded. I've seen that happen many times in many businesses of increasing that profitability. 
And that's where you really start to meet your savings goals to be able to take that time off. Madison, I feel like nobody talks about this like you do. <laughs> it's like, I, I, like every time you talk about number, like I am not a numbers person, but every time you talk about numbers and bookkeeping, it's like you're painting this beautiful picture. And I'm like, wait a second, are we still talking about numbers? <laughs> I love that. That's just always been my MO. I think ever since I opened my business, I knew that I wanted to serve people in this way and not be ashamed of this type of energy that I bring to the financial space. I worked in a CPA firm for a long time and I felt almost like I had to hide my like very joyous and extroverted self to, you know, wear a pencil skirt and hold my briefcase and just, you know, communicate the way that I needed to. But now I just get to be, <laughs> I just get to yeah. get all mad. I, I feel like your energy is what makes you so different. And it's just, it's what makes people excited about getting to be strategic about their numbers and getting to be excited about those things. Because oftentimes people avoid it because it's either too scary to look at or it's boring or they just, mark, you know, like I do, I kind of like say that I'm not a numbers person because they kind of intimidate me. <laughs> so a lot of people just kind of push that off, but you make it so approachable. So I really appreciate you sharing everything that you have been. Let's talk about money mindset. What does it look like as you're kind of building out these resources and making your plan and looking at your projections and everything? What are some like watch areas for us as we're thinking through these things? Yes. Money mindset. Oh my gosh. The amount of times that I've coached a client, if I had a nickel for every time I coached the client through money mindset and kind of overcoming these hurdles, it's really funny because as a bookkeeper, as someone who's consistently looking at data, I'm just a very much a data nerd. It's painting a very black and white picture. But when it comes to money mindset, especially for taking time off, especially when it's for maternity leave and you're bringing a new life into this world, we can plan and plan and plan. And of course, we want to keep the lights on. We want to pay the rent. We want to make sure that everything is, you know, kind of that bare minimum. We're making ends meet. But when it comes down to the purpose of taking time off, it's feeling purpose in our lives. It is bringing a new life into this world and that being our highest calling for that moment. I'm a data person. I'm a nerd. It's almost like the numbers get thrown out the window because that is so important. So when you're thinking about that money mindset, when you just get tripped up by like, oh, I need to increase my revenue, decrease my expenses. Oh, like this all just gives me, you know, so much anxiety. Kind of take it back for a second and reframe it in that every minute that you are putting into creating this plan for, and not just a maternity leave for bringing a life, but, but spending time investing in you and the fun, the joy that this life can bring, that is so much more than, you know, finances and money. So if we can kind of reframe it in that way, as you're working on this plan to take this time off, it's bigger than that. Um, our life is bigger than what we're doing right here. There's more purpose, more joy to be had. And I think that's a, a common theme that I've had in conversations with clients. Mm, that's good. Yeah, money's not everything. It's important, but it's not everything. And I think bringing it back to that purpose of why you're doing what you're doing is so important. I have a friend who's pregnant right now with her second. 
and she is thinking about moving into entrepreneurship, but she currently has a corporate job that she is like very successful at. And we talk all the time about her making that transition and what that could look like. But she keeps saying too, like, you know, I'm just worried about, she's like, I know how the, how having a baby is, how your hormones are crazy and how you just like, you're not in your best mindset a couple months after having the baby. So in talking about maternity leave specifically and mapping out the numbers for that, I feel like it would do us some good to do a lot of preemptive planning and then like not touch it, right? Like know that we've done the hard work first. And then when we've taken that time off, really disconnect because we know we've planned well, right? And so I feel like I mean, do you have any resources for people who are like looking to do that and do that well? Oh my gosh, yes. And and before I share that too, I just want to point out that you made a great point in that when we put this plan into place and we are, you know, good to achieve our savings goals, all that we need to do is be after that, especially with a tiny baby. We all know that you can be very sleep deprived in those first couple of weeks. There's so much to think about, so many new things, so many changes in our world. But when that financial plan is in place, when you've met your savings goals, oh, all you have to do is just be. Um, So I have created a resource. It is actually a spreadsheet template. Do not cringe at the word spreadsheet. I actually made it so pretty. It's like a visual representation of my personality. Let's just call it that. It is pretty. It is simple, very easy to use but it is a maternity leave financial plan spreadsheet template. Mouthful, I know, but it is a great resource to create this maternity leave financial plan. It helps you evaluate your profit and loss reports so you can clearly see what are some good projections that we can um, kind of take from your profit and loss reports. There's even a section to list all of your recurring expenses so you can clearly see all of the team members that you're planning to pay while you're taking your time off, all of the software subscriptions. And this section is pretty robust. I actually took it from pretty much all of my clients' financial reports and then listed out everything that I see with a lot of my clients. So it's pretty robust. And then there's a whole calculation section where it takes all of that information and it says, how many months do you have until your baby is born? How many months do you want to take off? It takes into account those other contributions from your partner or your spouse's paycheck any additional expenses that you want to pay, like a doula, a chiropractor, um, maybe a newborn course. So it's a great spreadsheet. I just finished making it, so I'm like super excited to talk about it. It's only $47, which is a great steal if you ask me, because there's so much value packed into it. And again, it's so simple, so easy to use. It's at www.madisondearly.com slash maternity leave. I feel like $47 is a steal <laughs> because it's like it's like being able to sit down with you and talk about your financial plan for that time off, isn't it? I mean, it's I mean, that's amazing. I absolutely love that you've built that for people and I'm in the fact that you've used it from what you have experienced with your clients tells me that it's built from like tried and true principles and ideas and like it's you've thought of everything and you've put it in one place for people to plan well and that is just like that's totally your personality to just take care of people that way 
and to make it pretty also because we struggle we struggle with black and white spreadsheets. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> no one wants to look at that. <laughs> That's true. Okay, well, you're amazing. Thank you so much for giving your time and all of your knowledge to the listeners here. Where can people find you and how can people work with you? Yes. So I am Madison Dearly everywhere. So on Instagram at Madison Dearly, www.madisondearly.com, TikTok, I'm kind of dabbling. So Madison Dearly, if you want to watch me dabble over there. And we can always work together. If you need a bookkeeper because you want to put this financial plan in place, I am happy to give you a good set of profit and loss reports. That is www.madisondearly.com slash contact to get on the most informal laid back discovery call with me to just see if we would be a good fit, what the heck bookkeeping even is. I am so happy to help and so happy to just teach too. So that is, again, a very informal coffee chat. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. And um, hopefully we will get together soon and do another one of these episodes. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay, thanks so much, Madison. Of course. You guys, thank you for joining me for this episode. I know that Madison shared so many wonderful things and you are gonna want to connect with her right when you're done listening. So make sure that you follow the links in the show notes or as Madison shared, you can find her at Madison Dearly everywhere. I do hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it gave you a lot of encouragement and confidence that you can take time off in your business. At the end of the day, it's most important that we walk away with knowing that we have the choice to do that. And as we're building out the plan and we're building everything together, give yourself grace. You've got this friend cheering you on.